All right, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. We are continuing in Mir Sashem. In Mishnah Yomi, we find ourselves today in Brachos, Perak Vav, chapter 6, and we will be learning Mishnayis Ches and Tes, 8 and 9. Really interesting Mishnayis. Mishnah Ches says as follows. What happens if a person eats figs, dates, I should say dates, sorry, figs, grapes, and pomegranates? The is, you bench. Now I will say again in the Mishnah, so Shalosh Brachos refers to Birkas Hamazon. So they've regarded Rabbi Gamliel something absolutely amazing. He holds that Allah if you eat figs, grapes, or pomegranates, you have to bench after eating. Now what's the logic here? Remember, the common denominator between figs, grapes, and pomegranates is that they are all part of the Shiva Samin, the seven species. And the Bartanura says over here, the Choshum is Shiva Saminim Mivarich Acharav Shalosh Brachos. This is Rabbi Gamliel's position. Anything that is part of the seven species, by definition, you recite the benching after consuming it. The Bartanura discusses the whole drasha for this, which we're not getting into right now. The Mishnah then goes on. The Chum say, Bracha Achos Me'in Shalosh. The Chum say, No, you don't say Shalosh Brachos. Well, they say, Just want to point out, the, Mishnah's, the way the Mishnah refers to benching is shalosh brachos, three brachos. Because remember, again, as we actually saw this in Meseches Tainis, although we recite four brachos as part of benching, the fourth bracha of hatov v'hametiv was instituted later on, right? As a way of giving thanksgiving to Hashem, al haruge beitar, right? For the massacre that occurred in Beitar and the fact that the bodies did not decompose even though we were unable to go ahead and bury the dead for a long time. So that's why the Mishnah refers to, the Mishnah refers to benching in Shalosh Brachos. The Chum, on the other hand, say, no, Bracha Achos Me'en Shalosh, which literally translates, the Chum say, no, you make one Bracha that is like three, or one Bracha that is a composition of three. So the say, this refers to the Bracha of Al Ha'etz, the Al Peri Ha'etz. So this concept that we call a Bracha Chrona Al What's interesting about this particular bracha is it takes the elements of the first three brachos of benching and combines them into one paragraph. That is why it is called the one bracha that encompasses the dynamic of the three brachos of Birkas Amazon. So therefore the position of Chum say is that if you eat peros, of Eretz Yisrael, or for that, and by the way, it's extended, right? It's extended also to include grain products. Remember now, grain products are also part of the Shiva Saminim, and of course, it's also extended to include wine. So if you consume any of these types of food items, you make a bracha, achas, me'en shal, Rabbi Akiva, Omer, Rabbi Akiva says, afidu achal shalek, Rabbi Akiva says, even if you ate a shalek, now what's a shalek? It is a cooked vegetable, but that is your meal, Right, so if you eat a cooked vegetable and that's your meal, mevarich acharav shalosh brachos. You'll bench after that. So therefore, I will say, we have three different opinions over here. We have the position of Rabbi Gamliel who says that anytime you eat anything from the seven species, you bench. You have the Chachamim saying, saying, no, you bench over bread. Over everything else, you'll say that of the seven species, you'll make a bracha achaz me'in shalosh, an ala eitz, or an ala michya, or an ala gefen. Then you have the position of Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva says, anytime you're eating a meal, you bench. Even if that meal is what? A cooked vegetable. 
So we'll say, we know how do we paskin? We paskin like the Chachamim. That Allah will recite Birkas HaMazon over bread, but anything else, let's say of Shiva Saminim, or, or grain-based products or wine, we will recite a bracha achas me'in shalosh, and ala eitz v'yapriya eitz, ala mechya, or al hagefen. We'll say last case in, in Mishnah, in Mishnah Ches, interesting case. Hashosemayim litzimo, if a person goes in and is thirsty and drinks water, omer shahakol niyabidvaro, you make a bracha of shahakol. Rabbi Tarfan, Rabbi Tarfan says, no, borei nefashos rabos. So we'll say this is fascinating. Rabbi Tarfan understands that borei nefashos is actually a bracha that is made before drinking water. Not a bracha achrona, but rather a what we call a bracha rishona. So we'll say, of course, we know we don't paskin like Rabbi Aki, or Rabbi Tarfon. Rather, we paskin like the Tanakama. And therefore, if a person drinks water because they're thirsty, in fact, they say a the fashos beforehand. And ultimately, again, if, sorry, they say a shahakal beforehand. And Abarim Yafashos afterwards. So I will say the reason why the Mishnah brings down the case of drinking water because you're thirsty is because there are other cases of drinking water where perhaps you may not be obligated to make a bracha. For example, a person goes ahead and drinks water to swallow a pill. So it's an interesting discussion amongst the poskim is one obligated to make a shahakal for that consumption. And many of the poskim say no, if a person is only drinking the water to get the pill down, but at the end of the day is not thirsty, would not, have, would not drink the water otherwise, then according to many poskim, one would not go ahead and recite a shahakal. Now that's dafka with water. For example, if you're taking orange juice, drinking orange juice to take down a pill, you would make a bracha no matter what, because the difference with water is water doesn't have a taste benefit, right? There's no taste to water. So therefore, again, if I'm not drinking it because I really want it, because I'm thirsty, then there may not be a bracha. But other, other liquids which do have a taste benefit, one would make a bracha even if one is only drinking it in order to go ahead and get a pill down. Okay, good. So we'll say that, that's Mishnah. So Mazatab, that concludes Mishnah we now find ourselves in the beginning of Parak Zion, seventh chapter of Mesechas Brachas. A lot of, a lot of, we're finishing a lot of great stuff today. So it says the, it says the seventh Parak. So Parak Zion, Mishnah Aleph. Shlosha Sha'achlu Ke'echad is a great case. If three people eat a meal together, Chayav and Lezamin, they form a Zimun. So we'll say here the Mishnah is introducing us to the concept of a Mizuman. A Mizuman. Three people go ahead and eat their meal together. So ultimately, again, there is an obligation to create a mezuman. Obviously, assuming that they're eating mezuman-worthy foods. Now, interestingly enough, the Gemara says, Achal demai, umay serisha. A person ate demai. Now, remember, what's demai? Demai is produce that you purchase from an Amaretz. Chazal said that when you purchase produce from an Amaretz, you have to retithe it. Right? Now, interestingly enough, but remember... The idea is most, most Amaratsin tithe their produce. It's only because of some who do not that the rabbis made you go back and tithe again. So if you ate the mine, or my serishon shenit la trumaso, or my serishon from which you removed truma, or my sersheni behektish sheniftu, or if you have my sersheni, remember again, my sersheni is your tithe. Now remember again, Maeser Rishon, Maeser Rishon is given to the Levi, but even the Levi has to go ahead and remove a section of Truma. Or Maeser Sheni, which is your produce, but you just have to eat it in Yerushalayim. And, or, or Hagdish, or consecrated pro- property, Sheniftu, in this case consecrated food, that was redeemed. Or Vahashamish Achal Kezayis, or Shamish, a waiter, right, the servant, who ate a Kezayis of bread, 
or a kusi. Now again, this mission is going with the approach that Bartin Rao points out that the kusim are gere ms, that they are true converts. We spoke about the kusim many times, which is this, this group resettled in Eretz Yisrael by Shalmaneser, the king of Ashur. There was an outbreak of lions. They converted, but there's always a discussion whether or not their conversion was authentic as they were found to be worshipping idolatry afterwards. The mission over here takes the approach that kusim are legitimate converts. In all of these cases, mizam nerelein. So we'll say, what the Mishnah just did is gave an example of foods that count towards a mezuman. So again, all of these cases, now the only novel case in here is the case of tevel, excuse me, demai, right? Because demai, if you ate demai, if you ate demai, you could still participate in a mezuman. Now, why is that? The reason for that is because halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, really mi'ikaradin, you can rely on the fact that a ama'aretz, an ignorant person, properly tithes his food. It's an extra chumrah that Chazal imposed that you should retithe it. But if you didn't retithe it, you could assume that the majority tithes. And all of these other cases are just legitimate kosher items, right? The kusi is considered to be a legitimate Jew, and therefore you can make him a zuman. Contrast that with the end of the Mishnah. Aval, achal tevel, if a person ate untithed produce, or the Levi did not separate out Shuma from his portion of Maiserishon. Or you consume Maiserishon and Hektish, which were not redeemed. Or or if you have a Shamish, right, the, the, the waiter ate less than a Kezayis, or a Nachri, a non-Jew. In all of these cases, so we'll say this is really fascinating. So it teaches us two things. Number one, Obviously, in order to have a Muslim, what do you need? Three Jews. So if one of those three people is a, right, is your Shamish who didn't eat a Kizayis, or is a guy, is a non-Jew, then halacha lamaisa, they cannot form a Muslim. What's also interesting about this is as follows, which is, in order to be part of a Muslim, everybody has to be eating, quote-unquote, kosher food. And kosher food, I don't just mean kosher food that it's actually like ingredient-wise kosher or not like uh, non-kosher species of animals, but food that it, it is permitted to consume. That's why, interestingly enough, if halacha lamaisa, one of the people is eating tevel, untithed produce, or one of the person is eating maiser sheni, which has not been redeemed, and they're eating it outside of Jerusalem, outside of Yerushalayim, you cannot go ahead and become part of a Muslim or a to contemporize this a little bit. If you have three people, if you have three people, three Jews, and one of them is eating non-kosher food, they cannot count, you can't make a Muslim like that. So a Muslim essentially is going to need three things according to the Mishnah. Number one, it's got to be three Jews, right? Non-Jews don't count towards the Muslim. Number two, number two, they all have to be consuming quote-unquote, kosher food. And kosher means that it's also fit, because remember, tevel is technically ingredient-wise kosher, but it's untithed. It has to be fit. And number three, they have to be consuming a requisite measure, which is the case of the Kezayis, which will emerge Hashem build on a future Shem. So we'll stop over here for today. Shkayach, everyone.